The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. One day as Jesus was teaching Pharisees and teachers of the law, who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, were sitting there. And the power of the Lord was with him for healing. Some men brought on a stretcher a man who was paralyzed. They were trying to bring him in and set him in his presence, but not finding a way to bring him in because of the crowd. They went up on the roof and lowered him on the stretcher through the tiles into the middle in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, As for you, your sins are forgiven. Then the scribes and Pharisees began to ask themselves, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who but God alone can forgive sins? Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them in reply, What are you thinking in your hearts? Which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven or to say rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the one who was paralyzed, I say to you, rise, pick up your stretcher, and go home. He stood up immediately before them, picked up what he had been lying on, and went home glorifying God. Then astonishment seized them all, and they glorified God. And struck with awe, they said, We have seen incredible things today. The Gospel of the Lord. How's your Advent going? It's one of the gifts of, I think for me, of being here among you is I get to preach every day and then I have to ask myself, how's my Advent going? This last weekend I was in Denton. Uh, Father Doty asked me to do a parish mission for him. Uh, several months ago, and then we kind of condensed it into a morning of recollection. And, and one of the themes that our Lord put on my heart was, was to have a kind of Advent desperation. And, um, and I guess the way that I describe that is, is to, to try to approach this Advent season from a place of desperation, from a place that, that has nothing to do except to cry out, like, I need you. And that's it. I need you. And there's been a gift in in reading the scriptures and just seeing how much of the scriptures are written from that place of desperation. You know, sometimes when you read Psalms, it'll say like the Psalm of a desperate man. 
Like, this is a prayer for somebody who feels like there's no, like everything's going wrong. And and we have one of those in the end fun again today. Our God will come to save us. Our God will come to save us. And and that's not something that that we sort of cry out when everything's going well and and we're living in like a utopian society where like everything's perfect. It's it's something that we cry out when like, I don't know who's going to save me. Our God will come to save us. And Isaiah's prophecy is in this first section of Isaiah's prophecy that we read during Advent. You know, it's, it's written, scripture scholars say it's written at the time of exile, at a time of exile. And so it's written by a desperate, or for a desperate people who really need our Lord. And there's so many reminders of that in our lives each day, reminders of the fact that, that we need our Lord to save us, that, that the only thing we can do is just cry out. And, and, and that is one of the hardest one of the hardest things to do in the spiritual life is to just acknowledge that I can't do anything without God it's like it's one of those principal things that we learn we always learn it like in grade school like God is God and you're not God okay but it's really hard for me to live into that all the time because sometimes I just want to be God and uh you know, I think like when I woke up this morning, I wanted to be God. Because sometimes I wake up in the morning and I have conversations going on in my head of like what I would do if I was the king of the universe. Or I'm finishing like an argument that I'm never going to actually have. I'm just like giving somebody a speech in my head. Which is an invitation from our Lord to let him do that for me. And, and this example today in Scripture is, is a pretty solid example of something that we can pray with in order to build that disposition of dependence. And I once gave this as an assignment to someone who was struggling with an addiction, and they came to me because, you know, they needed help. And, uh, and so I have him go pray through this passage. And then when he came back, I said, okay, so tell me about your prayer. And he said, okay, so Father, I could see myself and I could see this crowd of people. And at the other side of the crowd of people, I saw Jesus. And, and then I looked down and I saw on the ground this sick guy. And so, so I like was like, okay, I have to get the sick guy to Jesus. And so I bent down and picked it up and I started walking the mat towards Jesus. And I was like, wait, stop, 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 stop. Why aren't you the sick guy? Uh, I don't like being the guy on the mat. Okay, why'd you come see me again? Because I need healing? Okay, you're not going to get healing unless you're the guy on the mat. He's the guy who gets healed. Because our Lord calls us to have that kind of disposition of complete dependence on him. And that's where our heart has to be, in this place of complete dependence on him. And it's the only thing that carries us through. The kind of fear and division that we live in in our world. And sometimes it's uncomfortable to be completely dependent. 
And when it's uncomfortable, we just have to rest there. You know, and it's one of the most like beautiful things. You know, that I've noticed here specifically is is every time I come over for Mass in the morning, there are people resting in the Lord's gaze. And looking up into the murals in the sanctuary, it's a reminder that we're resting in the Father's gaze. It's not simply a beautiful piece of art, but it's a reminder that that he's God and we're not, and that we need to be in his gaze. And that he can do all things for us. And so today let us pray that that we have the grace of following our Lord unreservedly and crying out to him unreservedly, of communicating to him all of our needs. And of trusting that, that if he allowed this crippled person to walk, he can also give us every good thing. That we too may leave from this place glorifying him in every aspect of our lives.